Hello, may I welcome you to episode 63 of Moving Matters. I am your host, Colin Wynn. I hope Moving Matters will give you an insight to others working or have worked in this wonderful industry as I delve into their past, their present and their future. You will find a new episode of Moving Matters on the second and fourth Thursday of each month. In this episode, we discover how my guest began in the industry only two years ago during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. We discuss his challenges, what he would change from his moving past, his high points, what changes he would make to the industry, the advice he would give starting out again, his predictions for the next five years, and what he does outside of the workplace. And as always, we end moving matters with a funny moving story regarding a mix-up in delivery addresses. My guest this episode is Josh Pask, Managing Director of Pask's Removals. Enjoy. Good afternoon, Josh. Welcome to Moving Matters. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing well. Thank you, Colin. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be on today. I've seen loads of your podcasts already, so looking forward to this one. Thank you very much. So can you tell everybody about yourself and the length of time within the industry? Yeah, so my name is Josh Pask. I'm the owner and managing director of Pass Removals Limited. We're a London-based removals company and run all our operations from there. Myself and the company have been going in the industry for two years now. Two years and three months to be exact, we opened up for business back in November 2020 during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. So how did you get started in the industry there? What made you get involved in removals during the pandemic? Yeah, it's a bit of a bizarre entrance uh, into the removal industry for me, juxtaposed to a lot of you know other people that have been on the podcast. So just for some context, I was playing professional football for Premier League side West Ham up until the age of 21. When I transferred over to Coventry City in the summer of 2019 uh, during the transfer window and making the move from London to Coventry, I needed a moving van to help me move my belongings to my new home in Coventry. I had a conversation with one of my cousins at the time who I knew did a bit of work for a local sort of small man and van service. So I gave him a ring, asking him, are you able to help me move, basically? And I remember getting a bit of a family discount. Uh, I was quoted 300 quid. (laughs) (laughs) two hours to the Midlands, which in hindsight was really, really cheap. So it was just me, the man with the van, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, who all mucked in together to load the van up. I didn't have much stuff. I think the only piece of furniture I had was a chest of drawers, a few boxes and, and bits like that. But we loaded the van up and headed up to Coventry. Yeah, so got into the sort of the football season. And unfortunately, right at the start of the season, I fell down on my ankle really badly, ruptured two of my ligaments which required an operation. So uh, it came on the sideline out until sort of middle of the season, around January time. I managed to get back playing and uh, played a few games in the FA Cup. I scored a goal, getting back into my stride. And at the time, it just felt like a sort of regular football season. But lo and behold, hmm. uh, March 2020 came along and uh, the football season had been curtailed. Uh, everyone, including myself, stuck at home for the next few months. And yeah. Um, yeah, during that time, it really sort of dawned on me being a professional footballer where the career is so short with injuries lurking around the corner and the ability to be replaced so quickly was probably not the best long-term strategy to sort of build sustainable wealth for my family for years to come. So with all that sort of time on my hands, I was just thinking of ideas, something I could start that could potentially help me for when I decided to hang the boots up, really. And in the back of my mind, it was always there. You know, I thought, 
you know, the time the local man and van service in London helped me move up to Coventry, made a quick 300 quid, couple of hours of work. Wasn't bad going, I thought. I was like, potentially a good idea to start a removal company <laughs> myself. <laughs> so the idea turned into us forming Pass Removals, which officially opened um, on the 1st of November, 2020. So can you tell everybody about Pass Removals and the services it offers? Yeah, sure. We are a removals company that facilitate domestic house moves. Um, we also do commercial moves. We offer a full packing service and provide storage as well. Uh, we also facilitate international moves. We've done a few jobs overseas into mainland Europe, one to Leipzig in Germany, one to Rotterdam in the Netherlands. And yes, yeah, a bit about what we do. We don't really offer a man and van service. We tend to stay away from the you know single item moves, uh, strictly a, a removals company. So how many vehicles and how many staff do you have? Yeah, so we have uh, four vehicles. Just got our fourth one about a month and a half ago. And we have seven guys who carry out the moves. And uh, we have three ladies who do our packing for us. So overall sort of team of 10. Uh, we have one admin lady as well and myself. And storage-wise, are you doing wooden containers or are you doing shipping containers yeah. or are you in self-storage facility? Yes, yeah, it's, it's wooden containerized storage. It's sort of a third party that deal with it, but yeah. we offer it for any clients that want it. And a lot of times you tend to see people moving out of London who haven't really completed yet. So we move them into our storage facility and then we move them back out to their new home. So we, we get a lot of that, especially in London and especially with space being you know quite scarce we really do kind of get a lot of jobs for moving clients into storage. So the vehicles that you run, are they the low loaders or do you have a HGV vehicle at all? Yeah, so they're just the low loaders. We really like the low loaders. They work really well in London. Yeah. London yeah. is so tight. There's barriers everywhere, restrictions everywhere. So I wouldn't even know where to sort of start with a, a lorry. I know a yeah. few companies do run it in London. And it's something that we would like to get into, definitely, because you can fit four low loaders into sort of one one truck so um it's something that we would like to get into in the future but for now you know we'll continue to just grow using the low loaders because they work really well i'm interested in these three packing ladies yeah why have you got three packing ladies yeah that's a that's a good question i guess you don't see it much you don't really see no, sort of ladies in but the it industry. makes total sense yes yeah so um we've been blessed it's my wife's mother who facilitates and leads the packing jobs and we've yeah. got two other ladies who are fantastic as well. But they're just so careful. They're so efficient. They understand the household. They understand yeah. dealing with a lot of the clients that we move are young families, got a few kids running around, a lot's going on, and they can really relate to that. So when I see them on the packing jobs, we get fantastic reviews afterwards. The clients are always very happy. I guess there's just that element of relatability to the client that our ladies do provide that maybe our guys don't but they, they're fantastic they really are and it's something that you don't really see in the moving industry and it's something that i like to see maybe more of you know when we get women involved and uh whether that's on the moving jobs some of them have actually done some of the moves as well but with the packing that they're fantastic they really are i think it's a great idea i have heard of it in the industry it's not common, right. but I have heard of it. If you've got a two-day move or whatever and you've got a pre-pack, it makes total sense to send in some ladies in advance and let them do the packing. Exactly. Not being sexist, but us guys don't know what's in a kitchen. Yeah, I mean, so. to be quite honest, yeah, <laughs> a lot of our guys are young guys. We've got a young core team and, you know, maybe they don't understand the full extent of the household, and but where their ladies do, they're really sort of personable. You can 
have a great conversation, very relatable. Yeah. And it, it does kind of set us apart, really. I think a lot of people see and oh, yeah, the ladies are coming. So, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Brilliant. Brilliant. So how have you found being in the industry then? Have you actually done a removal yourself or are you too busy kicking a ball around scoring goals? I'm a defender, so I don't really score too many goals, but I have been on a handful of jobs. It's very important for me to sort of be on the vans when I can and get an idea of how the process works and um, just educating myself and understanding how removals goes. I never started out on the vans. I was always up in Coventry, you know, in the Midlands running sort of the business admin side. But we've had some fantastic hires, some great guys that are, you know, men of integrity. Um, We've got one specific guy who works for us who's brilliant and he's got previous removals experience. So he's educated me and our team um, and and trained us to understand how to carry things, how to dismantle furniture, deal with certain types of furniture, how to look after items, which has been massively beneficial for us. So a lot of it has just been, I guess, God's favor on us, blessing us (laughs) with good guys, honest, integral men, because a lot of it is trust. Colin, because oh, you know, I, I don't know what's going on down there. I'm two hours away, nowhere near yeah. where we run. So it's very important for me to have a sense of trust and just leave it in their hands, knowing that they're going to get the job done to a fantastic standard. And so far, so good. Brilliant. So I take it all the new guys, when they come on board, they're given to the older guy that's been there with the experience straight away. Exactly that. I think it's very important to have leadership yeah. and our main man, Albert, and uh, Lewis, who is my cousin, who's been working for us since the right. start. Because at the time, a lot of people were out of work, a lot of people unemployed, especially a lot of my good friends who were in London, unemployed, had no work going. So a lot of them, I just brought them onto the vans. I trusted them. I already knew them. Um, and they just sort of learned as the job went along. And we recruited guys who knew a, a bit about the removal industry. And that's helped us massively. So any new people that we bring on, we have a good sort of foundation there to help build them up into understanding how to move furniture how to look after clients items how to pack and things of that nature so what challenges have you had to overcome then josh oh i mean where do i start i think the biggest challenge is ignorance just because you simply don't know what you don't know so the challenge of learning something new about vans moving equipment customer service that previously i had no experience in whatsoever thankfully there's been a few fantastic guys in the moving industry like Warren from Warren's Removals, Ed from Davis and Mac, who's also been on the podcast, Chris as well yeah. from Chris Cross over in Northern Ireland yeah. and been willing to help me answer all my questions. It's been fantastic. There really have been great guys and a few other people that I can mention that have been fantastic in the industry, helping us being able to answer all of our questions. Another challenge is just simply running the business from where I am, being so far removed from where the business operates. Yeah. You know, that's a big one for me, just being able to trust those guys to crack on with the work. Yeah, because you're not in the office in the morning, are you, for them to come in and say, hi, Josh, how are you today? You're, you're, it is literally, you're, you're two hours away. and Yeah, it's just often, trusting them nonstop. It's often a phone call. They call me and ask me if they don't know, but we've really systematized business. It's very yeah. important for us to do that because I can't be on the phone 24-7 and they're trying to figure things out. They've got to think on their feet. So it's very important for them to know exactly what to do in every circumstance, in every scenario. And like I said, we've, we've had some great guys come in and we've got a fantastic team who are able just to crack on with the work and overcome any obstacles by themselves. And we run a really sort of tight operation, all systematized. They know exactly what to do, you know, in terms of dispatch, in terms of looking after the vehicles, in terms of 
the order of what we do. So on our removals, what we load first, what we offload, the way we speak to clients, it's all kind of systematized, written down, that the boys are very aware of what to do on the job. So how often do you get to the office as such? Yeah, it's whenever I get an opportunity, really, it's, it's, it all kind of revolves around my days off at football. So if we get like a two-day period where we're off, I'm able to head down to London and I've got my family there. So a lot of the time it's focusing on the business and just any issues that we've got, just trying to sort of problem solve and understand. And if we've got a job on, I like to jump on the jobs. And at the same time, it's also seeing family and friends who I haven't seen for sometimes weeks or months. So um, yeah, yeah. Kill two birds with one stone. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I try and do. So whenever I got an opportunity to head down to London, I do. And, and if we have a job on that specific day, it's usually a weekend, like a Saturday and Sunday, but sometimes we have jobs on those days. And, um, you know, I try to jump on and just get a bit of a feel for it myself. I do quite enjoy it because it's something different to football. Rather you than me. I'm not lifting any items. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick to just stroking keys yeah. on a key. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> if you could change anything from your moving past, although it's only been two years, Joshua, what would it be? If I'm honest, I wouldn't change anything. I'm very happy with where we are currently. I don't think there's anything obvious that I would have changed in the past or gone back and changed. As everything we've needed to change, we have changed or is currently being changed, altered, implemented, improved. So in essence, we're constantly changing, evolving, innovating right now to absolutely refine our service and the attention to details, to the really fine details. So I wouldn't go back and change anything in particular. But we are constantly evolving and changing as, as we sort of go on. Do you find that you can make these changes quicker than more established companies? I mean, you're still new to the industry. Therefore, you've got your four vehicles and your crew. You could probably adapt to things quicker and better than the larger companies that are running 12 vehicles, 1,200 containers in a warehouse, that sort of thing. It probably takes them a, a bit more time to implement these changes. Definitely. I think, obviously, our operation, we only have four looting vans out on the road. But um, some of these bigger companies, there's a lot more moving parts. So I understand that changes, yeah. even small changes, can drastically switch the course of how the business is running. Yeah. But we implement things very quickly. We're educating ourselves constantly, asking questions, constantly assessing things to see how they can be better, more efficient, how we can look after the client's items better, provide more value to clients. So it's something that we're constantly trying to add and change and alter. Also, technology plays a massive role in our business and using technology to really innovate and improve our, our business. And it's something that I'm massively focused on, especially me being here in the Midlands yeah. and being far removed from the operations. We try and implement the technology side of stuff into what we do to really improve our, our business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is your high point of being in the industry so far? Yeah, I would probably have to say the two international moves we've done to Rotterdam and uh, to Leipzig, Germany. They were moves for two football players, actually. <laughs> yeah, two massive accomplishments considering our first overseas jobs was seven months into us starting the firm. Wow. Which was a massive, massive accomplishment and a milestone. But I think more importantly, the fact that we were able to provide jobs for people, it's a really high point being able to pay our team a proper wage. And it's something I'm really proud of, if I'm honest with you. Uh, and there's nothing that brings me more joy than seeing us be able to help someone and just 
reward them for the great work they've done and offer them a good wage and so they can provide for their loved ones and their family. But exactly, you're not just providing for you and your family, you're providing for your guys and their families. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do you hope to do more international? Definitely. Um, We've got a few in the pipeline now, actually. So it's become more difficult now. They've introduced new rules and regulations. You need an operator's license. It's very difficult now, which is good. I actually like that because now it sort of opens up more market share for us. If we we are able to do things correctly, we're able to facilitate those moves. We have the know-how. Brilliant. I want to be able to take on more of those international jobs. So we're looking at sort of going over to Amsterdam and uh, Malaga. So we'll see if they actually go through. Uh, there's a lot of paperwork to deal with on the international moves, but it's something that yeah. we quite enjoy and our guys absolutely love. So it's something that we want to keep pushing and hopefully be all over the place, all over Europe. What one thing would you change in the moving industry? You know, there's many things that need improving, but I do believe it starts with the perception and the education of moving as a whole. It's a difficult task, but this is something that we're constantly trying to do with the content we put out on social media and yeah. and on our website. Moving and getting married are statistically the two two of the most stressful things you can do in your life. And trust me, I know them both very well. And <laughs> I just think about the average cost of a wedding in the UK being anywhere between 20 to 30,000 pounds for sort of eight to 10 hours. I understand, you know, weddings, are deemed more valuable than moving. However, the perception of removals is significantly undervalued. And it's, it's on moving companies like us to reveal the real value of what we're actually doing. You know, unfortunately, removals is often overlooked in the moving home process. Not enough value is placed on hiring a proper, honest, professional firm that's going to pack up all your items and move all your material possessions, you know, that you've spent thousands of pounds on or has sentimental value in a very short window of time and it doesn't get the credit or proper perception i believe it deserves so our job is to educate prospects and clients to the best of our ability with informative educational content for people to consume and that's what we really try to focus on and hopefully it will start to change the perception for the moving industry so you're using social media to do this definitely definitely i think there's no better place to sort of market yourself and uh, bring out content than social media i mean we've uploaded a few videos on our social media page over the last few days and we're getting thousands one of our videos got one hundred and eight thousand views and it's like wow. yes yeah, it's, it's crazy i think people we're consumers we want to consume content wherever it is and if it's entertaining and informative and educational people are going to take it up and i think it's up to us in the moving industry to really sort of provide that education and bring that forth and i think the best way of doing it is social media i think long gone are the days of the yellow pages and tv advertisements the eyeballs are all on social media people are scrolling up and down their phone constantly and you know that's where we need to be in the industry the industry as a whole needs to be on social media i think it's so important it's a, it's a great way of marketing yourself i really do believe it i'm probably going to upset some movers now but The new guys, such as yourself, such as Warren, such as Chris, such as Ed, are using social media spot on. The older established companies are still asking what social media is. And that's a shame. And that does need to change. The older established companies need to take a leaf out of your book and get on social media and keep posting. Because unless we all do it, there's no point just 
a small percentage of us doing it. I think it, it's difficult, especially if, you know, older firms been going 50, 100 years and they kind of don't know how to work social media too well. It's, it's very overwhelming if you don't know what you're doing. I'm a Gen Z, so, you know, I've only been living 25 years. So I'm, I've been brought up in the sort of technological age. And uh, uh, you were born with an iPhone. In <laughs> pretty much, you know, pretty much. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember, you know, life before we were addicted to smartphones, but I've been brought up in it. So I understand it where I look at my parents, for instance, and they don't really know how to navigate it too well. And it's difficult. I, I understand. But it's, I think it's technological development. And it, it's been like that since the dawn of history. You think about moving companies back in the day where they maybe used a horse and cart and anyone that didn't move over to sort of the engine yeah. got left behind and, and that's just the way it is uh, so i really do believe like the attention is being drawn towards social media the phone and that's where we have to be as an industry or any business really to really sort of educate and market yourself to people i think it's really important i don't think it's just the movers as well i think it's the associations they definitely need to do a bit more behind it as well Sorry, BAR, but you do. <laughs> They'll get there. I'm sure they will because it just a natural progression. Yeah. We'll get there. Maybe but then it'd be too late. They'd be playing catch up. Yeah, I think that's 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 the way it is. You know, whenever how is a company with twelve vans, twelve hundred containers, going to then compete on social media with you when you've got over a hundred thousand views on a video? They're they're, they're not, um, and it's always the early adopters that seem to do well exactly. and take our market share. So uh, I think you know it's a good time for the new guys. To sort of get in and you know really sort of put out what we're doing yeah. and it's just it's just what happens i guess with any technological advancements the old is done away with and the new comes in and unless you adapt you're going to be left behind and that's just the way it is unfortunately it's not like it's out of the question for the older companies i do believe that they can get maybe some people that are younger and involved and understand sort of social media and technology and they can start sort of posting and and developing a social media presence which at the end of the day will only help the industry, not just themselves, but the industry as a whole. 1,000%. I think that is fundamentally what it's all about. It's helping the industry, bringing more education to the industry because it cannot be overwhelming. I mean, moving home is, is overwhelming, I tell you that. And I only moved up to Coventry a few years ago and I had a room worth of stuff and I was overwhelmed, stressed. So I can only imagine what it's like for larger families. So the education and help where they can get it is massive and i think if we as an industry really start to develop this on sort of social media using the technology i think it's going to help the industry massively couldn't agree more couldn't agree more so what advice would you give yourself just starting out in the industry again i know it's only two years but... uh it's an interesting question because i'm very pleased about you know where we are currently at the moment i'm pleased about every mistake we've made along the way it's something i actually encourage to be fair is so we can learn better i think there's there's no Absolutely. there's no greater teacher than making mistakes i do believe it so it will probably just be a word of encouragement to my former self you know no fear no anxiety don't worry maintain my faith keep educating myself and trust in god i'm a strong christian and a famous proverb says commit to the lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans and I'll probably just tell my 22-year-old self starting out those words. I just encourage myself just to maintain yeah. educating yourself and not having fear or worry or anxiety about it. Good words, good words. So where do you see yourself in the industry in the next five years? 
Let's start with yourself. Myself. Very uh, interesting. Hmm. Where do I see myself in five years' time? If I'm honest with you, I have no idea. I have no idea where I'll be in five years' time. I think it's it's so hard to predict. Just I look at the last five years and I could never have predicted I'll be here in the moving industry. Yep. I just wouldn't have been able to tell you. It's really hard to predict where I will be. But you know, I do believe that there'll be significant advancements made in the moving industry. New tech, AI has completely taken over business as we speak and it's taken significant roles in our business and we use tools like i'm sure you've heard of chat gbt yeah we use notion compose ai zapier the autonomy and precision of these tools are equivalent to free admin staff maybe more yeah. technology always wins it's never lost you know we've always made technological advancements since the dawn of time and we actually only have one admin staff who works three hours a day monday to friday including myself who plays professional football and with the help of this new technology, we're able to do the work of maybe five people. I think it is the moving industry and the early adopters will take up the market share. I do believe it. You know, long gone are the days of the yellow pages and leaflets. I do believe that any company or business removals or any business really that doesn't adopt new tech, you know, will be obsolete in a matter of years. Just like any company, like I said, that used a horse and cart and didn't adopt the new technology, they got left behind. So. <laughs> So what do you do outside of the industry to switch off? Obviously, you're a professional footballer, so you'll be playing a lot of football, but do you switch off when you're playing football? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a difficult one. I don't really switch off too much. Um, I'm constantly working, whether it's football or removals, or, you know, I, I am part of a charity as well, a football and faith charity, and I try and do a bit of work for the church as well. But I do make a conscious effort to sort of find time to check in with family and friends and to make it a priority to spend quality time with loved ones and people. I love playing golf when I get around to it in the summer and doing other sporting activities. I love going to church. Whether you call that switching off or not, I'll let you be the judge. But I do try my best to make a conscious effort to sort of take a bit of time not working to spend time with loved ones and family members. I think that's important. To spend time with loved ones and family members is probably the most important thing. Oh, 100%. Why do we do what we do? It's to have those precious times with loved ones, yeah. with family members, with friends. It's literally why we go to work every day in the grand scheme of things. You know, we try and put food on the table for our families and, and spend quality time with them. And it's why I do what I do. It's why I play football. It's why I run a removals business. It's to fundamentally be able to spend time and, and enjoy the fruits of my labor with my family and friends. So I do try and make a conscious effort to do that. And finally, I like to end my podcast with a funny moving story. Do you have one or more to tell? Yeah, so obviously I don't really have too many because I'm not on the vans, but I'll never forget this one particular move where we were moving a client. It was meant to be just a local move, just five minutes down the road from where she was moving from. However, I got a call from the client trying to find out where the team was. They've loaded up the vans and left. And like I said, it was only five minutes down the road, the offload property. And she mentioned it's been about an hour since they set off. And I thought maybe they've gone to get a bite to eat. But I gave the, the guys a call and uh, they said, oh, we're, we're halfway through offloading. We've nearly finished. I was like, oh, that's weird. And you know, I just got a call from the client <laughs> saying that, you know, we've, uh, we've not turned up. Only to find out a little later that we were offloading in the completely wrong property. <laughs> <laughs> we were around 45 minutes away out in Kent. And it turned out... <laughs> The client sent us the wrong 
offload address. So she was actually going to be moving into the property that we were actually moving her into, but not on uh, that date. So we're meant to be moving into storage just for a few months, but we ended up, off, I don't know how we managed to get into the property and start offloading, but we did. <laughs> so the lads had to reload the van and, and head back and uh, offload. They, they weren't too happy about it, but I thought it was quite funny, to be honest. Whoever was in that house must have just thought, yeah, bring in a load of new furniture. I'm yeah. quite happy to take this. <laughs> it was actually a new build. So I think maybe the, right. the developers just, yeah. but I think she was trying to finish off the last few bits in the property. That's why yeah. she needed a bit more time. But yeah, it was, it was just funny. A really, <laughs> really bizarre situation. It must happen in the industry a fair amount of time. It's not like every day of the week, but it must happen that the yeah. guys get to an address and start unloading and then discover, actually, this is the wrong address. I'm sure it does. <laughs> Well, Joshua, thank you for giving up your time this afternoon to record a Moving Matters episode with me. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure, Colin. Thank you for having me on. You're very welcome. And enjoy your football. Good luck with it. Cheers. Will do. I sincerely hope you enjoyed episode 63 of Moving Matters. Please rate, review and subscribe in your favourite podcast player of choice and please tell your industry colleagues about Moving Matters. My thanks and appreciation go to Josh Pask of Pask's Removals for giving up his time to record this episode. Thank you again, Josh. If you would like to know more about Pask's Removals and the services they provide, then you will find links within the show notes for this episode and on our webpage, movingmatterspodcast.co.uk. And please, if you have a funny moving story that can be relayed to our listeners or you would like to be a guest on the podcast, then do reach out to me by completing the contact form on our webpage, movingmatterspodcast.co.uk. Well, that is all from me, so until next time, keep moving. Keep moving.